You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. episode is sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your practice. One of Jane's most popular features is the online intake forms. They're designed to be convenient, allowing patients or clients to complete forms on their schedule rather than during your treatment time. Jane's online intake forms help you collect all the information you need before your appointment begins. You can choose to send your intake forms manually or enable them to send automatically at the time of booking for a more hands-off approach. There's even a friendly reminder sent 24 hours before a patient's appointment if they forget to complete it. And when the treatment is done, you won't have to worry about chasing payments. Jane's PCI compliant payment solution, Jane Payments, allows you to securely collect credit card details through your intake form. To see how the online intake forms can help you spend more time helping your patients, head to jane.app forward slash guide to book a personalized demo. Don't forget, you can use the code NURSECEO at the time of sign up for a one month grace period applied to your new account. Hi, this is Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have Janelle King on with us from The Nurse Note. Janelle, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you start out and give us a little background about your nursing career, um, You know, how you got started, why you went into nursing, that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely was not linear. I'm actually a second degree nurse. Um, I started at health, and I was a public health practitioner for about eight years. Loved what I did with public health, um, but got a little bored. So I decided to go go back to school, um, got my associate's degree in nursing, um, and then started working at a pediatric hospital in um, Ohio. Um, So I worked in a lot of, always worked outpatient in a lot of different capacities. I worked as an outpatient HIV um, testing and education nurse. I worked in adolescent medicine. I worked in the teen clinic, Um, loved what I did. Um, because I worked for Magnet Hospital, of course, they want you to get your BSN. So went back to school and got that BSN degree. Um, and then I for about uh, 13 years, worked at, at a hospital for about seven, then trans- transferred down to Atlanta, where I am currently, um, and secured, again, jobs in the outpatient setting, working um, at, in student health as an immunization nurse. I worked in outpatient cardiology. Where else did I work? Um, and I worked in a little bit, I did a bit, a little bit of uh, clinical research. And so currently work for, um, this, the government work for, um, CDC as a nurse educator. So, oh wow, kind of, yeah, kind of been all over the place in my nursing career. You know, it's interesting because I, it never occurred to me um, that the outpatient world of nursing was like a big arena. Like I, I had this vision of just office nurses hanging out at the front desk, bringing in clients. And I know now that that is not the situation, but like I was, I mean, I had no idea this massive world existed out there. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I guess because of my background in public health, I knew when I went to nursing school that I did not want to work like inpatient. 
Um, I always liked population health and, you know, swayed towards people that were less sick. So I knew to do outpatient setting. Um, it's a lot busier than I think people really anticipate. I've had a lot of nurses come in from the inpatient world. For, oh, it's still busy. I'm like, it definitely is still busy. Uh, they, they keep you running, keep you hopping. <laughs> yeah, it's not really... Um... I, I don't think it's showcased when you're going through nursing, like nursing school, they want you to go straight into like med surge. And it's like, it's very like, let's not show them anything else. <laughs> right. Um, all exactly. right. So, so your uh, outpatient career uh, eventually led you to the CDC, which that is a super cool uh, position that you have. Um, so how did you get that job? Oh my goodness. A lot of luck and <laughs> a little bit of, a little bit. I'll say that, um, all of the positions that I've had kind of led up to me working at the CDC. I think my background in public health really helped a lot. The fact that I had worked in, you know, a government institution really helped. The fact that I worked in student health and did a lot of work around um, immunizations, vaccines, immunizations. Um, I think the combination of those two things really helped me to get into the position that I currently work in for my day job. Yeah. Is it like awe-inspiring to go into the CDC every day? <laughs> <laughs> it can be some days. I mean, you know, with anything there, you have great days and you're like, this is, this is amazing. This is exactly what I wanted to do because I knew um, with my public health background, I always wanted to be a public health nurse. So I knew that's kind of what I was leading up to, but you know, nothing is ever perfect. The system is not always perfect. So you have those days where like, what am I really doing? What is happening right now? <laughs> Okay, so you have this business, The Nurse Note. Um, where did this come from? Where did this idea come from? So it really uh, grew out of um, all of the patient education that I was doing working in the outpatient clinical setting. So the majority of my career initially started out with working with young adults, um, specifically working in the areas of reproductive and sexual health. Um, I worked with a lot of patients from inner city. And of course, they there was a lot of misinformation during that time. And this is kind of like when social media just started to, to germinate. So there was a lot of misinformation about reproductive and sexual health, what's good, what's bad, what they can and cannot do. And so I was spending a lot of time, the majority of my time, just educating these patients about like the realities of reproductive and sexual health. So I, you know, people got wind, friends and family, family got wind of what I did on a day-to-day -day and they would come and ask me questions about reproductive and sexual health. And I said, well, since, you know, I'm doing this on my day job, people are asking me, you know, in real life, why don't I just take it to social media? Why don't I, you know, use a, get a platform to kind of spread the message about reproductive and sexual health. And that's kind of where the nurse note came from just using, you know, my education and experience to different entities, whether it's social media, whether it's other healthcare entities or businesses, about provide them with information or resources about reproductive and sexual health. Okay. So you started with social media. Was there a platform that you started out on? I started out on Instagram um, because that was the platform when I started, everybody was on Instagram and it was simpler at the time. I thought just because, you know, you would post pictures or images and everything was still, you could make a cute caption and, you know, you would get a, a, a pretty good engagement. You know, it's become a lot more, I guess, complex um, with the different platforms and, you know, turning more towards video. Um, so it does take a lot more time and energy, but it's still kind of worth it just because I know that I'm providing 
quality messages to people who really may need that information. Yeah, you're right. Instagram used to be so simple and now it's like you need a, a you know, a bachelor's in Instagram or something to get it because it's Pretty like much. not only that, but it, it's so much work and they're always adding like so many new features and uh, it's uh, it's so much work. Um, all right. So, and you built up a following on Instagram and then where did, I mean, when did the nurse note come into this? So I built up a following of just individuals who saw that what I did, you know, patients or people who related to, but also different businesses and entities started reaching out to me because they recognized, you know, I'm a nurse. So I guess I have some sort of credentials. Um, they saw the, the niche or the, the focus of my messages, which was in reproductive and sexual health. So I had a lot of organizations out to me to to either to collaborate on different products to write for them um, on their blogs or their newsletters um, to help with um, tools that they were developing I had the opportunity to help develop um, an app that was focused on reproductive and sexual health for young adults so because I was using my platform just to you know spread the message about uh, reproductive and sexual health to, to individuals, I think other entities saw that and said, hey, she's a nurse, she has a clinical background, let's let's use her talents and her gifts to also um, help us in our business uh, ventures and entities. Okay, but did you know you were starting a business? Yeah, yes, I was, um, I thought about what I was doing on Instagram and I liked what I did, but I also thought that I, wrote pretty well. I had, I was pretty, I'm a pretty writer, uh, talented writer. And so I was like, well, let me try my hand at writing. And so, um, when one or two businesses started reaching out to me, I'm like, well, I could actually make this into a, into a business and sell my services to, um, other health organizations who are looking for, you know, writers or some sort of, um, communication specialist or people that create content around reproductive and sexual health. So that's kind of what germinated the business. Okay. Um, and at what, at what point did you start the business, um, I guess, relative to when you started the Instagram account? Like how, what was the time lapse there? Pretty early on, I would say it would probably be within a couple of months. I think I started Instagram first. It's such a long time ago, so I can't remember initially, but I started Instagram first just to try to test out the waters to see if people were interested in the information that I was presenting. And then when I started to get one or two businesses interested in what I was doing, and I always had the thought of, you know, maybe I could use my writing services for something else. But once I did have businesses reaching out to me via Instagram and different posts that I've made, that's when I, the idea really cemented was cemented for me to start the business and to, you know, get an LLC and start the nurse note so that I could actually start a business um, specifically providing content and writing around reproductive and sexual health. Okay. Were you surprised when businesses started reaching out to you? I, I was, I was, first of all, I was just surprised that people, it's very, you know, it's always hard to put yourself out there, especially when you're talking about such a sensitive talk, topic about reproductive health. So first of all, I was surprised that people, just regular people were interested. And then I was surprised at how many businesses or organizations were also trying to create um, either evidence-based or create like really good foundational information, providing clientele with that information. So I was surprised that they were also interested in this topic. And I was surprised that they deemed me, you know, quote unquote, an expert and could help them with creating um, the content for the things that they needed. 
that's always the imposter syndrome that we go through, isn't it? It's like somebody <laughs> wants to pay you and you're like, wait, it's just me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, all right. So what, um, tell me a little bit about the beginnings of this. Like what were the, the first couple of steps? Like when did the website get developed and, uh, when did you feel like you really had to take this like to the next level? So the first couple steps, I initially, um, just wrote an article for a small, um, local magazine just to see if there would be interest in what I was doing and to see if I was as good as a writer as I thought. And so when they published my article, I was like, okay, I can do this. And so um, there was um, one or two organizations that reached out to me initially, and I gave them a random number. I'm like, okay, can you pay me this amount for this article? And they agreed. I probably lowballed myself because I had no idea what I was doing. And then I was like, okay, well, there's actually an interest in what I'm doing. People are willing to pay me for my expertise. And then that's when I decided on... Um, get, generating the business name, putting the website together. So I had kind of, I kind of used it as a one-stop shop so people could see what I did to show them that I was actually like qualified to do this, what I wrote about, some of the products that I, or services that I would, could provide for them. So it was after those one or two initial um, um, articles that I wrote for these organizations that I decided to to get the website and to, to have a name and to start actually charging people for my services. And did you really struggle with the prices? Yes. And I still, there's, you know, there's always still a fear with that when you're like, uh, this is my scary number. But what I have found in doing this for, I've been doing this for about five or six years now is that you really have to charge what you're worth because I, you know, I take what I do very seriously. It's my name attached to it. I'm seen as a health professional and ex an expert. And so, you know, I'm always doing the research behind it, using peer reviewed journals, making sure the information is evidence-based. So it, that takes time. So why I'm not as afraid, there's always a little fear, but I'm not as afraid to charge what I think is worth my worth for whatever piece I'm creating for that organization. And how has uh, ChatGPT impacted this industry? It for me, I don't worry about it so much. I've kind of played around with different, you know, ChatGPTs and AI tools. It can provide uh, kind of a global overview for you know pieces, but I don't think. And just this is just my opinion. I don't think that it can tailor the information as well as a human can, especially if you're writing for different entities and they, they all have different voices, right? So you have to make them sound like the brand voice. So um, I still think I have a role and I, I still think that, you know, having that clinical background and the designation with that RN is always going to um, supersede anything that's made with chat GPT. Yeah, I agree. And there's like, you know, it's one of those things too, as everybody starts using chat GPT, it all starts set step starts sounding the same, right? Exactly. And you're right, like the tone and voice um, of a human is going to be way different. Like it just, it's not able to mimic that at all. And I think, you know, as chat GBT continues to evolve, like one of the counter ways to counter it is just to be more human and add, you know, thoughts and, and uh, <laughs> you know, ideas into it that chat GBT doesn't know how to do yet. Yeah, um, I agree. All right. Now, so it looks like you've been in the press as well. Like um, you've been in, where, come on up, uh, Women's Day. That's pretty impressive. 
How did you get these uh, press features? Yeah, I, that's a very good question. Um, and I and I I always ask like, how did you find me? So it's always people or different organizations that I've worked in the past. They're like, oh, I heard about you from such and such, which is a really good thing. So it shows that the quality of my work and that people are happy with the quality of my work and they just kind of pass my name around. I'm on various lists, I've been told, different lists for different reproductive and sexual health expert lists, I guess. So um, yeah, that that makes me feel good and it kind of validates what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Women's Day article. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, I love you. Number one, you can't really lose something inside your vagina. And I can imagine like so many people like being able to be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, <I> <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. Uh, and it's amazing because a lot of people pay a lot of money to get press coverage that you have actually had people come to you and ask you to, you know, uh, participate in. So, I mean, that's, that is a really a shout out to the mark that you've, that you've put on the, the industry and that people are passing your name around. I mean, people pay a lot of money to have that. And that just happened organically for you. That. Yeah, I mean, I do not, I do not have any connections in the media. I just try to put out really good quality content, and I'm very thankful that people like it. They like me, I guess, and that um, they pass my name around. Uh, that is amazing. Um, okay, so and let's see how how do people work with you as well? Let's see, what do you do? So you have, yeah. Um, yeah why don't you tell us? Yeah, so there's different, various ways. Of course, there's my website, thenursenote.com. You can kind of see what I provide. I am on social media at The Nurse Note, so they can always find me on there. Um, they can email me. Uh, my special, I'm a, a nurse, so you know nurses kind of do everything, but my specialty is reproductive and sexual health. And so that's kind of where I have developed kind of the, the my name for myself is through reproductive and sexual health um, content. Right. But it looks like you do original content. So you do writing services. What is the consulting services? Um, so I've worked with different brands around various things, always around reproductive and sexual. I had the opportunity to sit with an organization. They wanted to develop an app for young adults around sexual health. I kind of consulted with them, telling them kind of, you know, um, some of the things to include, some of the things not to include. We talked about, discussed um, kind of the tone and the voice. So just providing them with insight in terms of how I think this information would resonate best with that particular population. Okay. And then content consulting is, how's that different? So with content, content consulting, I work with, you know, different brands who make products. So they may have a product that they want featured that relates to black women in health or young women in health. And so I can create a social media campaign or social media posts or whatever they're asking for related to that product. If I feel that it with my audience and if I feel that the product is something that I can truly stand behind. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, I love that. And, uh, you know, what is kind of your favorite thing to do out of all of this? Well, you know, when somebody calls you and they're like, can, can you do this? And you're like, yes, <laughs> I would do it for free. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of varied over the years, but I think I'm um, kind of gravitating now more towards 
just like presenting, I've had the opportunity in the past and, you know, I have a couple opportunities um, coming up next year just to present um, for different groups and just tell them kind of what I know. Um, I love presenting for younger audiences. So like that college and high school, because there's just a fun group. Um, <laughs> they're just a fun group. They have a lot of questions. They're eager to learn. Um, they keep you on your toes. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning towards these, day in these days in terms of um, taking my presentation in like uh in a, a oral presentation format okay and have you learned um you know the ropes of the speaking industry like uh you know how to get paid the big bucks and all that kind of good stuff <laughs> that, that is something i'm still learning still learning still perfecting <laughs> i don't know if i will ever master that there's always a scary number of course with the speaking and asking for what you're worth um but the opportunities obviously are there um, and I have had great success in that, in that sphere, although, you know, it's, I haven't done it a long time, but I've had great success in that sphere. People are asking me to come back. People like what I do. So yeah, it's, it's been a good ride thus far. Yeah. I, there's so much potential there. You know, I remember, uh, I was talking to a, a colleague of mine and we were, we had both been asked separately by this one company to do webinars and I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do a webinar. Why not? And I was going to do it for free. And she's like, I charged them $12,000. And I was like, oh, like, what planet am I on? Like, you know, like, no. And, you know, that just, it was like, I was like, mind blown. I'm like, okay, I got to think about this differently. Like, there is a lot of money circulating out there. A lot of people want your information. And if they like you, um, you know, there's the, the speaking industry is, I don't know, it's, it, it's crazy the money that's circulating out there. So I would definitely pick a big number. And I mean, you obviously have the authority for it at this point. So uh, let us know when you get that big number. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> will. Awesome. You deserve it. Yeah, you deserve it. Um, all right. So if people want to connect with you, learn more about what you're doing, maybe even hire you, uh, where do they go? Yes, you can certainly reach out to me at my website, thenursenote.com. You can send me an email, which is Janelle, my first name, J-A-N-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, at thenursenote.com. And I'm on all social media, and it's at the nurse note. So pretty simple, right, pretty awesome. standard. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, Janelle, well, thanks so much for sharing this with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is Katie Harris saying thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nursepreneurs.